Good evening and welcome to another episode of this show on this channel. Blah, 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 blah. What's going on? It's Saturday night. I don't know where you are in whatever part of the world you are, but the weather is so bad here. I mean, I was not initially, I wasn't sure if I was going to broadcast today. And I just, God, man, weather, weather's been terrible. There's nothing to do. So why not take a look at a brand new Glenn Danzig interview? Like, like always, <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> Glenn does a new piece of uh, uh, PR and we all go, <laughs> let's take a look at what Glenn says. Um, now we always take a look at these things. Uh, this is from Revolver. We're just going to jump into it tonight. Um, no, actually, we're not. We're not. I just want to quickly note um, Howie Pyro passed away Danzig bassist and we play we paid tribute to him on the channel that is up go check that out and we also had a great episode of pizza punk with Robert from Adam Age Industries and director Jason Zink who I actually go way 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 back with all the way back to college although I didn't realize it so those are two really, really good episodes of the show to check out. Um, once again, I am going to speak very candidly about this because not candidly, maybe what's is it the reverse of candidly? I don't know what it is. I'm going to tell you that um, got something really cool coming up the pike. I think, I hope um, got something booked for this week and not doing it live and should be a lot of fun let's just play it out i'm gonna do doing my research i've already done the research actually i just need to uh make sure i'm well prepped for for what is coming hopefully we'll see mr rue morgue is here how are you sir three shows in a row probably take a break tomorrow maybe we'll see um let's do a theme i mean Right. It's this is technically well, one thing I will say, you will notice that the branding on the thumbnail has changed. I'm sort of merging things. OK, it's this is still the streaming evil live show. However, we're merging things a little bit. We, this has always just been the Frumis channel. Right. So we talk about way more than just the Misfit Sam Hayden Danzig here now. And some of you only want to hear about the, the Sam Hain Danzig misfit stuff. I understand that. I get that too. I'm very, I can be very picky and choosy with, you know, the stuff that I watch on YouTube. However, in an effort to just sort of make everything more cohesive, you will notice a, a streamlined thumbnail. No more, no more um, cluttered, cluttered messes, I should say. Ace Von Johnson is in the house what's up ace how you doing ace is with us room morgue is with us so yeah so i just wanted to say that branding next episode will be the 100th evil streaming live uh, evil live streaming show episode we've done a hundred episodes almost can you believe that can you believe that and i think i think i will be recording that on thursday but um, yeah, more on that later. <laughs> um, hey, guys, this is awesome. We got Hot Tub Rob in the house, BMAC, a.k.a. Hot Tub Rob. 
For those of you who are not familiar, this gentleman named Rob, who's whose best friend Bob, I don't think he's in a hot tub. Hot tub Rob just likes to hang out in a hot tub and he listens to the show. He just hangs out, smokes cigars, hangs out, talks with his friend uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob and Rob. Hot tub Rob. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. I hope you're well. Hope all is well. Ruse, Ruse ecstatic. Rue is ecstatic about it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do let's do the little intro, shall we? I, I think it's time. I think it's time we we Jeff is gonna talk about the misfits right now. He's a nerd about this stuff, obsessed anyhow. Jeff never shuts his face, always needs to talk. My eyes show some way if he went out for a walk. I'll never get tired of that theme. I love it so much. Ravner's here. How you doing, Ravner? Jim Hathaway, buddy. How are you, man? He says, hey, Jeff, your show with Ace was great. Yes. are you? First of all, we had a great episode of Pizza Punk. And then um, we had another episode. We did an episode of Sinful Celluloid. That was excellent. We had Ace on and um, friend to the show, my good podcast buddy, um, Bob Rose, thundergrunt.com. Check him out as well. Uh, he does all sorts of great shows. He was on as well. And you might have noticed so sinful celluloid as of now it's not it's not here it's on uh chris has his own channel and he has migrated the show to that channel uh go check out celluloid sinful i think it is go subscribe support the show he's got a new co-host and he's doing his own thing and i'm very very happy for him congratulations to chris many much blessings and much luck with the show um, and the new direction that you are taking it in. Um, but yes, that episode of Sinful Celluloid was great. We had a fantastic time. That was a good show. Good show. Ravner says, it's always good to tune in. Been stupid busy with film work. Damn straight. What, what project are you working on, Ravner? Let us know in the comments. Um... Mess me up. Juan says, I mailed a demon drawing to Danzig. He said, Fangs. Cool. Congrats. That's that's always a that's a good accomplishment. Uh let's speaking of Glenn Danzig, let's take a look at these interviews, shall we? You know how we do a Walker Texas Ranger reboot. Nice. Is I wonder if Chuck Nor is Chuck Norris involved at all? Um you know, for those of you, I mean, we're a hundred episodes in, but for those of you <clears throat> not familiar, we just read the interviews and talk about it. That's all this is. Glenn Danzig's not here, to, not here to do an interview. Um, we we just read his other <laughs> interviews on the what is what is that YouTube channel all about? He just sits and reads other people's interviews and talks about them. <laughs> and for some strange reason, people watch sometimes weird. Not you guys. You guys are not weird. I'm just <laughs> nothing. The, the Internet's a magical place. Magical place. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, 
you know it's funny actually too like i follow a channel i've been like following the duggar case for a while egregious terrible case by the way but what's funny is they have their they have their own little niche of youtube and there's like there's this one lady who like she like every little like thing that happens in the duggar world she has to like do commentary on it and it's like that's what this is this is the misfits version of that it's really funny really really funny when you think of that what's up sean sean's in the house ravner says that chuck norris is not available uh but it's just kind time consuming yeah can only imagine can only imagine i can only imagine all right this is a great picture of glenn what do you guys think? This is from Revolver. Glenn loves doing interviews with Revolver as of late. That's like his thing. He does. He does. This is a great picture of him, though. He's got his leather jacket on. He's got the scary gargoyle face behind him. It's perfect. You know that Glenn probably arranged this picture. He's like, I want to stand behind this cool go uh, goblin guy. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to grill into the into the into the uh, camera. That's what he did. And that's what he's doing. Photos by Travis Shin. Great photo, Travis. Okay, so the text, this is by this was conducted by Steve Appleford on May 5th, 2022. So this is a brand spanking fresh, fresh as can be interview pie from Mr. Glenn Danzig. Let's read the intro, shall we? As always, Glenn Danzig is keeping busy, but he's being selective about it. The iconic hard rock shouter crooner for bands Danzig, Samhain, and the Reunited Misfits will be back on stage for several performances this year. But he's also working on scripts to follow up on his first two films as an indie horror director, 2019's Veronica, and his 2021 vampire spaghetti western, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Um he's actually so danzig's out right now they're doing lucifuge um danzig to lucifuge all the way through you can go catch him across the country and whatnot he's doing that and that's what there comes next in this thing first comes a 10 date u.s tour and that's that's what he's on of his namesake band beginning on may 5th in reno nevada and including a performance of danzig to lucifuge in ontario california okay so maybe it's just one show that's going to have Lucifuge on it. As brief as the run is, Danzig says it may be his final multi-date tour, and he will likely focus on one-off live dates for the foreseeable future. There's also one Misfits gig lined up for the fall at Chicago's Riot Fest, and he may squeeze in another ballroom performance or two songs from his 2020 tribute album, Danzig Sings Elvis. Cool. I mean, Glenn has been saying this since 20, 2005 that he was going to stop touring. He doesn't like touring or he doesn't like the everything that, that comes with touring. He just likes to be on the stage and uh, has sort of like streamlined the way he's the way he tours. Uh, for like almost the last 20 years, he streamlined his tours. I don't think here's the thing about Glenn. I feel like he's he's never he is never going to um, stop doing what he does. 
this is like what he knows how to do be an artist he writes stuff he records stuff you know now he's making movies he's thrown that into the mix he does comic books i don't think he's ever going to stop any of this stuff i think he just maybe he slows down but he, you know i i think he'll do more more dates if he decides here's what i think this is predicated on i think if he makes new music and feels really inspired i think there'll be more there'll be more stuff but you know it, listen it's expensive and you know post uh post 2020 after everything we've been through um you know it's just kind of hard it's it's hard to it's hard to make money doing this you know it's hard hard to make a buck or two hard to make a buck or two uh robbie bloodshed says it's just one night for lucifuge that's tonight's show okay thanks for clarifying that Ravner really wanted to see the Lucifuge date in Texas, but the tickets were ridiculously, ridiculously expensive. Ace Von Johnson suggests that I got to try to get spot on spot being the, um, the, the engineer for black flag, as well as the misfits. He was the engineer slash, I guess maybe co-producer for earth AD. I would love to talk to spot. Are you kidding me? Um, he's not an easy man to get a hold of. Uh, I did have an email address for him and I did shoot him an email many years ago. Maybe it's worth uh, doubling down my efforts, um, considering we've had some pretty good luck with leaving and got another got another stellar guest lined up that I can't say yet until it happens. We got Franche Coma will be on eventually. Gotta gotta text that guy too. Um, yeah, that Ravner. Yeah, he's been saying this forever, man. He's not. He's never gonna stop, dude. He isn't. He's an animal in this way. Like animals like operate on instinct. Danzig's instinct is to write, record, tour, and make movies, I guess now. You know, he's he can't stop, man. He can't stop. Um, so the muscled man in black from Lodi, New Jersey, spoke with Revolver recently for an upcoming feature marking the 30th anniversary of his landmark classic, Danzig 3 how the gods kill but also caught uh caught us up below on his music movies and misfits all right here we go and the interviewer questions are in all caps capital caps lock so it makes me want to scream the questions what can you tell me about this dancing tour Glendant? <laughs> what can you tell me about this dancing tour says the interviewer very run-of-the-mill softball question to ask glenn danzig why not ask glenn danzig like hey did you see that new movie on shutter like glenn would probably you know go on, and on instead it's like tell me about the this danzig tour glenn says it's not really much of a tour it's 10 shows i don't think i'm gonna tour anymore i'm just gonna fly out to a show here or there maybe i'll be down to do some one-offs but i just don't see myself getting on a tour bus anymore that's really, you know what? I think that's really what he's saying. He's not saying he's going to stop touring. He just doesn't want to do a tour bus. And I'm sure if he can make flying like feasible, economical for you know the the mar, you know for the business model that he that uh, that that is currently touring, he'll just be flying and doing shows. So he doesn't want to be on the tour bus anymore. I get it. I get it. He says so. No tours after this. He says, yeah, I think I'm done. Um. I love how like the interviewer has limited questions. Listen, I'm not trying to knock you, dude. What's your name? Steve. I'm not trying to knock you, but like, 
you wasted two of your questions. The first one is tell me about this Danzig tour. And then the second question is so no more tours after this. I mean, I guess it's like a conversation, but it's just kind of funny to me a little bit. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, on the second night of this run in Ontario, California, you're performing Danzig to Lucifuge in full. Do you like performing entire albums live? He says, I don't mind doing it once in a while. I don't mind doing it once in a while. This way, it's kind of fun and it doesn't wear itself out. You get an offer from someone like Riot Fest or Psycho Las Vegas to do a whole album. That's okay. Uh, he says, I wouldn't want to do a whole tour of that. When I'm placing the songs on an album, I'm trying to make you go on a ride. It's similar with a live show, except a live show is a lot different than sitting in your living room listening to a record. Um, the interviewer asks, is there any new Danzig music in the works? Well, we did get that song on Death Rider in the House of Vampires, right? Um, that like spaghetti western song. It's a great song, actually. A great song. Um, oh, we got friggin' we got our dude Brian from Let's Let's Talk Live. He thank you for the support, Brian. Um, who just uh, uh, supported the show here? He says, "Hey, Jeff, just checking in. Great show. Can't wait to chat on the fifteenth. I got so many questions for you. That's awesome. Yeah, we I'm going to be on this dude's show. It's called Let's Talk Live podcast. Everybody, go and subscribe over there on on that channel." I'll, I'll don't worry. I'll be posting about it here too. We'll, we'll promote, we'll make sure we promote that. Um, we're just going to be talking about misfits, Sam Hain and Danzig stuff. I'm just coming on as a, you know, a nerd miss a music nerd to talk about my favorite stuff. And we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a lots and lots of fun. Um, Juan says he's out here in Chicago land. Got to try and catch that misfit show. Riot Fest, they're going to do Walk Among Us three times in a row. I don't know if actually know if they're going to do it three times in a row. But I just like, it's just so short. Like, you know, you got to play, got to play for like a minimum of an hour, right? You know, just like, oh, that's finished with Brain Eaters in like 20 minutes has gone by. Uh, that'd be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. Oh, Cab says he just bought his ticket or their ticket for New Orleans. That's cool. Um, okay, so Ace, who's in the business himself, Ace is the guitarist for the band LA Guns. He says that is absolutely the business model for all nostalgia acts, fly dates, because they don't want to be on a tour bus. I get it. I get it. Remotism, you're not that late. We've only been going for about 18 minutes. I don't know how long this, this broadcast will be. I was planning on keeping it short, but we're already at 19 minutes now and we haven't even gotten through this thing. So who knows? Robbie wants one thing in life, static age in its entirety live. And I think he, he all, all things will be complete for Robbie. If he gets static age live, it's something that I think we would all want to see. Um, if I had to choose between like hearing an album live, I would definitely want to hear Static Age Live over Walk Among Us, considering that they've done all the Walk Among Us songs, or at least most of them, I think, live. You know what I mean? Sean says, would prefer new music most, but as for movies, I hope we get the werewolf biker film next. I want to see a werewolf on a bike listening to Rebel Spirits. 
Um, we haven't gotten to that part. I do. I did hear about the werewolf biker movie, though. So who knows? Who knows? Remotism says, love the show. Love hearing about the Misfits. My first punk band that really got me into the whole genre back in my freshman year, 2004. Hey, that's what we're here. That's what we do here. We uh, we revel in it. Uh, Raphael says that we'll probably get that static age show in 2027. What is that? The uh, is that the that's the 50th? Wow, the 50th anniversary of of Static Age. You mean 2028, maybe? Um, okay. Cab Powell is talking in the third person and saying that he is. Uh, they are Hot Tub Rob's best friend. Uh, I am not going to be in Chicago. I wish I was. I am not going to be in Chicago. I do not have the uh, um the means or the funds uh, or the ability to travel like that at the moment. But let me tell you when that changes and it will change someday when that changes, I can't wait to start going to live shows. I'm going to see Bauhaus with my friend. Um, my friend got us tickets. So we're going to go see Bauhaus and King Kong and the barbecue show. Probably going to check that out as well. Um, but that's about it. I, I a bunch of shows. Mummies played. The mummies played in New York City, and I was like banging my head against the table because it was like the day that I flew back in from Colorado. And I was like, I was like, there's got to be a way I could like sneak away. And like, you know, the show is in two hours, and everybody's just like so thrashed from traveling from Denver. I was like, it's not going to happen. Forget it. Forget it, man. That those are the. Those are the anchors of having a family and needing, you know, to be to do the dad stuff sometimes. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, Remotism says I def- uh, I often wonder why there isn't very many videos from early Misfits days. Uh, anything that popped up is a real gem. Yeah, it's 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 one of those mysteries, man. One of those mysteries. Uh, I'll give credit where credit is due. Death Rider in the House of Vampires is a killer title for a movie. I agree. I like that title. Captures my imagination. And then I saw the movie, and I mean, it wasn't hard to imagine suddenly, but um, yeah. So is there any new Danzig music in the works? Asked the interviewer. He says, I write songs here and there. Lately, I seem to be writing more soundtrack stuff. I don't know that I'm ever going to do another album again. I might do an EP or I might just record some songs and put them out for free on the internet. We'll see. It could be that right now I'm just not interested. And then a month from now, I'll be in the studio. It depends. I've got to be excited about working in order to go do it. And right now I'm not that excited. I, you know, I got to tell you, sometimes I think Glenn can be like, you know, kind of full of BS on certain things. And th- I feel like that was a really, really genuine, genuine answer in regards to that thing, in regards to that issue. You know, what happens, the problem is that Glenn says stuff and then, I mean, this isn't just Glenn, this is anybody. People stay, say stuff and then everybody has to make a meal and a headline out of it. Danzig's never going to tour again. You know, uh, Glenn's never going to record an album again. It's like, no, that's not what he's saying here at all. What he's saying is, I don't know. He doesn't know. He just has to feel inspired. He doesn't feel inspired right now, and therefore everything's up in the air. And I feel like it's the same way with touring. Um, I, I just really, I really appreciated that answer and understand where he's coming from. And I love that he's thinking about putting out some music for free. I think that's really cool. Um, frankly, I think it would be really cool just to see him do EP stuff. Maybe it would come out faster than if he just did 
albums. It's like the the effort of churning out, uh, you know, a whole album's worth of material and just dumping it, whereas opposed to an EP or even a single, you know, with a, with a B side, it's like you could record an album's worth of material and then give us a new release every three months, you know. Um, that just seems to be the better model in this day and age, in the streaming model. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Sean says, some kind of hate and come back are some of my favorite Misfit songs live. Would love to hear the rest of Static Age. I love, love those songs. Love Comeback. Um, the interviewer asks, is that partly because of the way people consume music now? And Glenn says, it's a bunch of different things. I've been doing it so long. I've written so many songs. Trying to get excited about it and bringing something new or something cool, it takes a little longer now. The other thing is, is that people are stealing music left and right. Nobody really buys music anymore. I still go into a real studio to record. So I'm not some kid in my living room doing a record, which, you know, and I think Glenn is kind of like stubborn about that on some level, but like, it's a shame that he can't be that or, you know, that he can't use Glenn. I feel like Glenn definitely has resources that he doesn't tap into. I can think of one in particular off the top of my head. And to me, it's a shame that he doesn't because, I mean, oh, God, just like, you know, the, the potential. There's so much potential there, and he doesn't utilize it. And I just think that's a real shame, personally. That's just me. Um, But maybe if he didn't record in a studio like that, you know, lower risk and just... You know, I, I do, you know, it's true too. It's like, you have to be excited about it. You have to have fun in doing it. It should, you know, that's the problem with like artistic and art, art, artistry and, and creativity. It's like, um, you know what it is? It's the intersectionality of commerce and, um, and art, you know, art is a business on some level. If, if art is your livelihood, like your full livelihood, then it's also a business. And the thing about business is sometimes you don't always feel like doing it. Sometimes you still got to wake up and make the donuts, but that's a lot harder when you're calling upon creativity. You know, creativity is a very like being creative creativity, at least, you know, for me personally, I don't know if any musicians or artists or filmmakers or anybody can relate or, or whoever, you know, it's a sacred, like personal, um, uh, just practice. It's like, uh, you know, you can't, it's not just something, it's not just a switch that to be turned on, you know, when you're creating something, when you're willing something into existence. Now, I think a performance is a little bit different. It's a little bit more of a gray area because a performance is like, it's like a thing that already exists and you're just, you're invoking it, you're doing it. And of course you have to be excited about it too. But I feel like it's a lot easier to dial in on a performance than it is to dial in on creativity. And people, people know the difference. People know when you're dialing in on creativity. Um, you can, some people can get away with dialing in on a performance, but not creativity, man. Um, so. <laughs> Runner says, I like how he says people are stealing music left and right. Is he not aware of streaming? I don't think so, man. I think he's just so like, he still has a flip phone. You know, he's just not, he's just not into that. I, you know, he's not uh really like, like plugged in 
in that way. Of course, he has a working knowledge of, of all these things. He, he, he lives in this world, but you know, maybe he's just not in touch. We, we had a whole conversation last year when he was talking about how punk rock could like never happen today about like how Glenn is kind of a little out of touch in, in this kind of way. Um, B Mac says, you're so right about Glenn being old school and hard headed. Cab Powell says Steve's studio. <sighs> I, yeah. <laughs> Jody Ramones in the house. He says, let's go. What's up, Jeff? Cheers, everybody. How you doing, Jody? Hope you're well, buddy. Hope you're well. Um, Juan says Danzig was so DIY in the early days. He should go back to that mentality Easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Try try being on a tour bus, then going back to like you know the uh, an eight seater van. That that wouldn't be easy. That wouldn't be so easy to do. Not that artists make much from the street. This is Runner Dial Zero says not that much. Not that artists make much from streaming, but music piracy is way down. Except for me, you know. The thing is, I mean that is true. It's like. Uh, streaming has taken over for piracy. There was actually, there was some guy, I think he was from disturbed or something who, who had a really interesting, insightful um, take on, you know, the, the, the record labels and streaming and music piracy and how it all ties together and how uh, streaming kind of um, curbed a lot of music piracy in that kind of way. What's up? Dagger love is in the house. How you doing dagger? Dagger says he should go back to real platinum. I agree. Now, that's someone I want to talk to. Does anybody know Bob Aleka? Let's get Bob Aleka on the show. We got to talk to him. Bob Aleka of Real Platinum Studios. Um, one, I uh, Sean says, Juan, I totally agree. The Santanica anime looked cool. Kind of wish he just pitched something like that to Netflix. I don't know if Netflix would be down with Santanica. Jody, Rue, and Dagger are stoked to see each other. That's great. And Rue is jamming out with um, his nephew. What does your What does your nephew play, uh, Rue? What does your nephew play? Yeah, that's you're kind of right. Glenn, Glenn's a little too old to care. B Mac says, "I like how Glenn complains about stealing." Ask the guy who drew the Danzig skull. I, you know, I don't know what the particulars are with that, like in terms of how, because I mean, you would imagine Glenn would have a massive lawsuit on his hands. He had to have compensated the guy. He must own that or license it exclusively. The guy had to have been um, compensated in, in some way, shape or form. Cab agrees and says, absolutely agree about not being able to dial it in when creativity is concerned. Um, so yeah, so yeah. All right. Let's keep, let's keep this, let's keep this train, go let's keep this train going real quick. Um, a lot of people did really, a lot of people did really like your last album of new songs, 2017's Black Laden Crown. I, I will be the first to admit I was not one of those people. It came in top 20 in Billboard the first time since Danzig 4. I don't know that it means that much anymore these days because no one's buying, but it's kind of cool. People really liked Death Red 
and people really liked Black Lady and Crown. So maybe I'll do an EP or something. Death Thread was a great album. I think we all unanimously agree. A lot of people said it was a return to the classic era of dancing. I, I liked Death Red. Death Red Moon is a really, really good song. Um, the interviewer asked, your Danzig Sings Elvis project finally came out in 2020. And Glenn says, it was a big success. I've already been getting royalties for it, as a matter of fact, which is amazing. Um, and then he laughs. We have to repress some vinyl because we're sold out of vinyl again. We did two shows right in 2021 around Halloween at the Hollywood Roosevelt. Uh, I wanted to do it. I wanted it to be like an old Vegas vibe. They have a great ballroom there and we put tables in the front and then seats behind those shows sold out. It was amazing. And we talked all about those shows. We had Robbie bloodshed on who was at both shows. And we even had Steve Zing on Steve Zing, who was the drummer for both of those shows. He came on and we, we, we talked about what it was like. Steve told us about um, the preparation for doing those sets that episode is on this channel and uh, as well as some like clips from it, go check it out. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Rue's nephew is on a good old six string. That's great. And yes, runner it is black laden crown is five years old. You guys, isn't that weird? The Danzig sings Elvis thing is two years old now. Isn't that crazy? Um, interviewer says you've been talking about that project a long time. So I know it had special meaning for you. And Glenn said it was just a labor of love. I didn't expect to make any money really off it. I just felt like it would be cool to do. And it seemed like a lot of people would love to hear it. I would bounce an idea off of people. A great thing about meeting people when you're on the road is you can bounce stuff off of them. They're your fans and they've been following you for sometimes 20, 30 years. There's nobody better to ask than them. So it worked out great. I think I'm going to do a couple more Danzig Elvis shows. That's awesome. Hopefully it comes to the East Coast. I would love to see that live. It would be really spectacular to do so. Um, he had been wanting to, that Danzig Sings Elvis project was like decades in the making. Decades in the making. And sometimes it just takes a long time. Uh, your song mother is in the new season of Russian doll on Netflix. And he says, I know Natasha uh, Leone and she's a fan and she requested to use the song. I got to meet everybody the other night at their season two party. Sometimes you get requests from people and you turn it down, but for her, yeah, no problem. You got it. Um, look at this photo. I don't know if you can see this. That's uh, Amy Poehler, Natasha, and Glenn Danzig all together. Who knew that Amy Poehler was uh, down with Danzig? That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, BMAC. I remember when last time you were here in the chat, BMAC, we were talking about that. You went out to both Elvis shows with your buddy, with Rob. You went out. That's great. Uh, Jody says, Jody Ramon says aside from glenn who is someone misfits samhain related that you'd really like to interview and chat with well um i could think of quite a few off the top of my head and you know uh maybe if if we play our cards right 
um, that'll all come to come to fruition. We'll see. We will see. We'll see what happens. I, I have faith. I have faith. Uh, just make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and have your notifications turned on for the future. Okay? That's important. And you know what else is important? We are doing, not first of all, guys, we're doing a second Devilock uh, fashion pageant. It's called, uh, God, what did I call it? I called it, it's the, it's the Devilock pageant too. No, it's pad, Pagentifuge too. I think that's what it was. Uh, so check out the rules for that. That's on one of the other episodes. I got to find the rules and yada, yada, yada. We've gotten several submissions. We need more people. We need more. And the other thing that we need to, that we need to, um, talk about is we need to talk about the contest that we're running with ridestickers.com our official sponsor on the channel ridestickers.com ridestickers we are the bomb do you need stickers then go to ridestickers.com for all your needs use the promo code from us links are in the description we're running a special deal with them with the promo code from us that's f-r-u-m is in mary e-s-s they printed the banner behind me look at this look at this we got we got magnets. We got bottle openers. We got pins. We got all sorts of goodies from our friend Sharpie Riot right here, as you can see. And the contest works like this. you you It's free to enter, so it doesn't cost you a dime. You go to ridestickers.com backslash win, and you, you, you sign up to enter, and then we're going to do a raffle on June 1st. We're doing a raffle, and whoever wins the raffle is going to win 20 free custom shirts. So you can get whatever you want printed on the shirt. Literally anything you can imagine. Sharpie Riot's going to print up for you and free shipping. So that's 20 free custom shirts and free shipping. Can't beat that. Okay? Can't beat that. Let's watch the very quick 60-second video. Hi, I'm a guy from Riotstickers.com, the merch company known for being the bomb. Do you hate going to work? But like getting paid? Do you hate snow? But want to make sweet, sweet love to a snowman? That was unexpected. All right, what about this? Do you hate paying for stuff, but like having custom t-shirts? You are in luck. We can't help with the snowman thing. That's probably going to take a therapist. But RiotStickers.com is giving you a chance to win a free order of custom shirts. And entering is easier than like making sweet, sweet Get her out of here. <clears throat> All you have to do is simply go to riotstickers.com slash win and enter your name and email address. Riot Stickers will have a random drawing to pick a winner. So head to riotstickers.com slash win for your chance to win free custom shirts. And be sure to check out other custom merch while you're there because it is the bomb. Riotstickers.com, Riot Stickers, we are the bomb. There you have it, people. So make sure you sign up. And more than anything, seriously, 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 please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Subscriptions are to the channel really, really help. I also put the uh, the Patreon link if anybody wants to sign up for Patreon. We got some right now. We have a uh, an exclusive interview with Lee Ving of Fear. I, I got to interview Lee Ving for about sixty seven minutes, and about sixty one of those minutes are up on the Patreon right now. Or you can join as a YouTube member. Check that out. And a little bit later, we're going to do our own little T-shirt spiel. But uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going in the in the thingamabob, the thingamajigger. 
mess me up. I agree. I I think I would love to talk to Chuck. That'd be great. He don't really he don't really talk to people, but if he did, if he did talk to people, I I man, I I would talk to him in two seconds. Truly, truly. Let's keep going. Has mother turned up in many other films or television before? He says, yes, I license it a lot to some people. I turned down a lot of people as well, but it's in the hangover part three. It's in a bunch of movies. I remember ABC was doing a mother's day thing and they asked to use it. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Um, the interviewer asks, okay, here's the, here's the goods on the movie stuff. What's in the works for you on the movie front? He says, I'm working on four scripts. Glenn Danzig is working on four scripts. What a busy man. He says, one of them is a death rider in the house of Vampire sequel. That's almost done. And then there's a werewolf biker movie that I'm writing right now. They're all one percenter outlaw bikers. It's really violent. <laughs> of course, Glenn, because, because anything you do is going to have violence because what is it all about? It's about the violence. We need a button. We need we need a react button. What's it all about? It's about the violence. <laughs> I, I I don't use those enough. We have these we have these these special things down here. <gasps> it's just it's hard. It's hard to get them out and use them. I, I want to use them more. You know, just whether you know I'm in celebration. Or, you know, maybe a chant. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> um, so he says there's a martial arts movie and a sequel to Veronica as well. So there's a martial arts movie, a sequel to Veronica, um, Death Rider in the House of Vampires sequel, and a werewolf biker movie. You just can't. You just can't do it. Oh, thank you, JD. JD has supported the channel uh, with a pair rolling around on the floor. You know what, JD? This is just for you. I dedicate this to JD right now. Hold on one second. Let me my my little my little toys. This is for all of you who support the channel. Hold on. Oh, man, I don't care what that guy says. There's some guy who gets really mad about this. Brace yourself. This might be loud. <laughs> um. Yeah, I someone was like, if you ever do that, I'm never gonna watch your show again. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I just had to do it. I, I did that. That was just for JD and everybody else who supports the channel. I, I appreciate it. Just my Danzig salute. Oh no, I can't see the chat right now. That's annoying. I hope I didn't freeze up. Come on, you stupid thing. All right, let's keep. Let's keep it moving on. Let's keep moving on. Let's see. How does this? How, why won't it let me see the chat? Shift C. 
Shift C. No, up and C. Up and C. C. There we go. Got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> hey, what's up, Cam? Cam has to work on Sunday morning. Don't worry. If you assuming you can watch while you're working, just sneak an earbud in and listen to the show. That's what that's what this is here for. Okay. So we got four movies, two sequels, and they're all in the works right now. Um, he says, are you going to appear on screen again? He better. If Glenn Danzig isn't a werewolf biker in this werewolf biker movie, I will raise hell. How are you going to do a werewolf biker movie and not have Glenn Danzig as the lead werewolf biker? These movies have to star Glenn Danzig too. Uh, he says, if it's just a small role and I'm directing, I can do it. But I would never put myself in a major role in a movie I'm directing. It's so hard to do a movie just to begin with. Then add having to learn lines and pop in front of the camera every now and then. I just rather uh, be a secondary character. I love, look at Danny Trejo's face with his fangs laughing. <laughs> that, that, that could be its own animatic. Um, <laughs> Revolver's last cover story with you was just before you began making your first two movies as a director. How has your experience as a filmmaker turned out? And by the way, not only, you know, Chris, once again, Christopher Jimenez was on the sets of both of those films. We've had him on the channel and he's talked, he's talked a little bit about what that has been like. And we also had, um, oh my God, what was his name? Andrew. I think his name was Andrew. Forgive me, Andrew, if I'm miss. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, he was the second AD on Death Ride in the House of Vampires. Super nice guy. So we got to hear about the making of Death Ride in the House of Vampires for him. Both of those, both of those episodes are on the channel. As a matter of fact, the 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 Death Rider episode with Andrew had to be split in two because I was in the middle of doing the show and we had a storm and this whole basement started flooding. I started to feel water on my feet as I'm doing the show. Um, it was hilarious. It was, and it's live. It's live. It was live on the air. You can see it happening. I just was like, guys, I got to cut the show short. There's flooding. I'm flooding right now. It was, uh, I would think it was September. It was early, early September. Um, all right. So anyway, so, so Glenn says here, the first movie was tough. I had no money and I get to, I get to the set and all the things I need are not there. All of a sudden, you're trying to make shit happen. So that was tough. The second one was a little easier. I also had a better budget on the second movie, too. Hopefully, with some of these new ones that I'm writing, I'll get an even better budget. I mean, what we're doing and what Hollywood is doing is night and day. They have like 100 million or even 50 million. We've got a tiny fraction of that. It would be nice to get a real budget to show what you can do. I, I am all for this. I want. Glenn Danzig needs at least $10 million, maybe 20 million, 25 million. Give him a couple million dollars. The more money Glenn has, the better the pro production is going to look. And I think we all want that on some level. Um, but here's the thing. No matter what happens, it's going to be great. We're going to have fun. I both times, <laughs> let's just put it this way. Both times I watched the Glenn Danzig movie, I had a lot of fun. And we legitimately reviewed both movies um, on this channel. And you to hear more about that, you got to go find those episodes there. They're somewhere floating on the channel. Um, the interviewer says, it's like being 
back making punk rock records again. What what is that? What is that sentence? It's like being back making punk rock records again. Um, and Glenn says, pretty much, yeah, haha. So you just have to make it attractive in other ways. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of bullshit. But in the end, it's kind of satisfying. Kind of satisfying. I mean, Glenn, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars are being spent, and it's only kind of satisfying. Come on. He says, I can't say I'm totally there yet where I'm like, yeah, this is great. But I'm sure it's going to be like music where you're like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. Um, the interviewer asks, are the misfits going to continue in your future? That's a weird. This guy's asking weird like questions. Are the misfits going to continue in your future? <laughs> That's just a, a weird thing to say. He says, we're doing Riot Fest in Chicago this year. We're doing the whole Walk Among Us record. So we'll see if there's any other stuff after that. There's been talk. I have the whole fall off unless I'm doing a movie or something. And I don't really like doing a movie during the winter. It's too cold. So we'll see. There might be some misfit shows. That's great. That sounds more like there are going to be some misfit shows. Um, he, uh, the interviewer says now that you've done the misfits reunion several times and you sound open to more, has it been more fun than you've expected? Uh, Glenn says it actually gets better each time we do it. Cool. And that is the end of the interview. However, before we have one other little thing here to, to look at before we say goodbye, but before we do, I just want to let you guys know something. I make t-shirts. That's right. Um, I don't do not just in, in every in addition to everything else. I, I I'm a amateur. I like to consider myself an, an amateur graphic designer. I, I I love creating stuff in Photoshop. I do it with the thumbnails on the channel, and um, almost since the beginning of this new period of my life, where I've been like I guess what you would call a YouTuber. Uh, I started. You know, I make T-shirts. I make. I, I've been printing T-shirts actually. When I quit smoking at the age of 22, that is one of the hobbies I took up. I have a lot of, I, you know, it's funny. I found them in a box. Um, they're like 14 years old. They're really, really old. And I was way, way, way skinnier than I am now uh, when I made them. But I found these shirts. I found a horror business shirt that I made. I made my own horror business shirt. But it's not like what you would imagine it would be like. I made a, I turned into a Martian shirt as well. Um, but that was like, that was like stencils and rolling paint onto it, acrylic paint. Um, the shirts that I'm speaking of are done with the fulfillment service and you should check them out. I made a little, I made another song. I recorded another song, just like the theme song for the show. I also did a, a theme song for my t-shirts and, uh, I plan to put more stuff on the Teespring store. I have two stores. I have a store frontier shop and a Teespring store. And uh, if you see anything that you like, you, links are in the description. Check it out. Let's let's uh, let's play this little uh, this little clip. T-shirt casualty, T-shirt casualty, very tight. T-shirt casualty, T-shirt casualty, very tight. I wish Jeff made some t-shirts too Hold on, I think he does that too I can order them in the description below 
And I can impress those friends that I know T-shirt casualty, T-shirt casualty Very tight T-shirt casualty, T-shirt casualty Very tight There you go. Links are in the description, both stores. And I'll be adding more stuff to the Teespring store when I get uh, when I get a chance to do so. Um, so this is from Loudwire. And uh, I, I haven't read this, but I liked the headline uh, because I have an answer to the headline. So I, I figured we should uh, at least take a look at it for a little bit. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here. What time is it? It's 1030. Um, here, let me sync. Let me put this up real quick. Um, t-shirt casualty, t-shirt casualty. I wish Jeff made some t-shirts too. Hold on. I think he does that too. I rhyme two with two. <laughs> okay. Um, enough laughing at my own jokes. Glenn Danzig says he's making four more movies, but should he? So this is kind of like an opinion piece. And this is from Philip Trapp. And he says, Glenn Danzig first flexed his auteur muscle with 2019's Veronica, the, the metal singer's directorial debut, a horror anthology based on stories published by his adult comic book imprint, Verotic. The Danzig and Misfits vocalist followed it with last year's vampire spaghetti Western film, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Now, Danzig revealed that he's working on four more movies. But should he? And I, the answer, in my opinion, is yes. Why not? Um, viewers who have seen the first two could maybe comment on their dot, dot, dot quality. Just kidding, of course. Danzig does what he wants. That's right. Danzig does do what he wants. Last week, he told 96.7 KCAL's Mike Z that he got four new scripts on the deck, two are sequels. First up is The Vampire's Vengeance. Uh, its title, perhaps a nod to, to the similarly, similarly, uh, similarly named Magic the Gathering card. That's hilarious. There's a Magic the Gathering card called The Vampire's Vengeance. Yeah, you know that Glenn plays Magic. The Gathering, MTG, and he's like, oh, that's a great name for a movie. The Vampire's Vengeance, perfect. Um, he says, hey, Danzig was always a comic nerd. Yeah, but that's a, a card game. It's completely different from comics. Are you like, what kind of, like, it's like comparing like apples and oranges. That's like, that's like those memes where they're like, name your favorite, like, Rolling Stone song, and it's a picture of David Bowie, like, just trying to like piss you off. You know what I mean? Um, bottom line is like everybody makes movies, man. There are hundreds of thousands of movies out there. I think like, why wouldn't we want Glenn Danzig movies in the world? Of course we would. Who cares whether they're good or bad, like no matter the situation, of course we want, of course we want, um, Glenn Danzig movies. I mean, what a stupid question. It says stupid. Sorry. Sorry, but it's a it's a foolish question there. What's this guy's name? Philip. Foolish question. 
compare, <laughs> comparing being a comic nerd to like playing Magic the Gathering, my lord. He says, then I'm writing a werewolf biker movie, which we just spoke about. Danzig added this per blabbermouth, like a one percenter werewolf bikers, outlaw bikers. Then I've got a martial arts movie I've been working on for a while with a knife fighting assassin and then the Veronica sequel. So that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Lynn agrees. Lynn agrees. And uh, so does Jake. Jake Bailey. He says, yeah, we need more. Hell yeah, man. Of course we do. I mean, that's just so that's just so funny. Like, what a stupid thing. Like, hey, someone's trying to be creative and make cool stuff. But like, you know, do we need it in the world? So if you don't like it, don't watch it. There's plenty of other stuff for you to watch. Uh, the, the, the next sentence, that's a lot of movies. Yeah, no shit. But who cares? You think they're all going to get made? It's hard enough to make one movie, you know, perhaps they'll continue to boast some star power as well, since Death Riders participants included Devin Sawa and Danny Trejo. Um, this week, Danzig called out the lack of metal at the Grammys in an interview with Full Metal Jack. I haven't listened to any of these interviews. I'm going to check them out. Um, have you seen? Well, let's see what he says there. This is all just the same stuff. Oh, here it is. They actually have it here. Should we just listen to it? Let's just listen to it real quick. Let's listen to that. I guess we will be hearing Glenn's voice. All right, ready? Let's listen to it. So obviously want to get into the tour that we're very happy to be uh, presenting Danzig playing Lucifuge in its entirety coming up here May 7th, Saturday night, Toyota Arena in Ontario. And I kind of feel like it's a little uh, Inland Empire version of the blackest of the Black Fest. A real cool, diverse bill like you always put together. Yeah, we got a, we got a great lineup. We got uh, Tiger Army. Tiger Army are just on this show and, uh, and the um, Phoenix show. And then we also on the rest Tiger of the Army days, are big uh, Danzig Sandman misadvance. Yeah, a little bit of everything for everybody. Some rock, some metal, some rockabilly. And I got to thank you as a fan playing Lucifuge in its entirety. It was the first Danzig album I owned and an album I really feel like was kind of meant to be played live and in its entirety because it kind of felt that way listening to the album. Like all the songs really flow into each other really well, you know, like Long Way Back from Hell and to Snakes of Christ. Those songs just are meant to be played live back to back. We only did it once before uh, last year at Psycho Vegas and everybody seemed to really really enjoy it so this will be the only time we're doing it here because we're not doing it on the rest of he sounds very jovial on this interview oh no what happened did we lose it oh there it is to the run we're just doing it at the Toyota arena in Ontario for this special show I love it. Can't wait. And I'm kind of curious. I mean, a lot of those tunes you do play live in your set, but maybe more the back end of that album you don't play as much. And I imagine preparing for the show, going back and listening to that album again. And, you know, now that it's been 30 plus years, was there anything in listening back to Lucifuge that stood out for you personally? Like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Or, wow, I can't no, believe I did no, that. I, I love the record. Um, you know, if you put out a new record, Glenn's you not surprised. support that record. And, you know, of course, uh, I think we still play like one or two songs from lucifuge i know we do always have to do her they i feel like i feel like uh danzig sets in general are very heavy with danzig one two and three um and i guess four and then everything else is sporadically played right on, on some level or black wings right and um 
Twisted, Long Way Back from Hell. Occasionally we'll play um, Killer Wolf. We don't really play that much, but, you know, so every once in a while we'll throw a song from Danzig 2 in. Um, but the songs we never do, like I'm the One and, you know, Pain in the World. Girl. Yeah, Girl. Blood, blood and Tears. Girl, we, I don't think we really ever played it that much live, even when the record came out. <laughs> yeah, those are the two in particular I'm kind of looking forward to, is Girl and Pain in the, in the World, the way the album ends, because I don't think I've ever heard those live. Yeah, well, Pain in the World we did do live, but Girl, very rarely did we do it. Same thing with I'm the One. Love all those songs and, and definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, it kind of almost begs the question, once you go down the anniversary kind of rabbit hole, does that mean that uh, we'll get a chance to hear uh, three in a year or two? Uh, Dancing th- Man, I would just love to hear him do Sistina's Live and Bodies and obviously Left Hand. I mean, Left Hand Black, you know, comes out every once in a while. Um, but like Bodies and Sistina... Sestina's uh, Godless, which used to open the set in the 90s, right? Three in a couple years, or is it just... Well, we did the Danzig 3 thing. I think we did it at um, Psycho Vegas, and we did it for um, Riot Fest. But I don't think... I didn't know, I don't they know done if we've done it out here in L.A. or SoCal, actually, because we're talking about the whole Southern California area. Um, maybe we should. I know that Revolver is doing a special cover story for Danzig 3 this summer. Yeah, I remember the uh, the last blackest of the Black Fest in, at Irvine Lake. You kind of did Revolver like a little mini Danzig. Just... Danzig three super set because it was the twenty fifth anniversary at that point. Yeah, but, uh, we yeah, we didn't. I don't think we did the whole record. I think we just did some of the songs. Yeah, little little mini set. But you know, looking uh, looking back, and then obviously looking forward. Are we working on any new music? Any follow up to Black Lady and Crown? Um, not right now. I mean, I'm busy doing. Uh, Occasional Danzig Elvis he will. show. When he gets inspired. Danzig Elvis shows uh, this summer. And then uh, working on films. Uh, I've written a couple songs, but not an album's worth. I don't even know if, if I do. I don't even know if I'm going to put out an album. Maybe I'll just put out an EP or just let people download the songs or whatever. It's amazing. Know. They I'm literally, he literally says yeah, the same answer. It's kind of a whole new world compared to interview. when Lucifuge came out or Danzig 3. Yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> ballgame nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, and I still like going in a real studio, so that's not cheap. So um, we'll see, you know, I mean, when I get a little time. He, I, myself, I guess I would say this. Uh, at the end I don't of the know. year, I'll reassess it, and maybe I'll go in and record some of these songs I've been writing. You know, one other album I did want to touch upon, and I was kind of hoping that you would eventually make it. I feel like if you're a musician, as we said this earlier, you know, if you are a musician that's in your blood, you're going to. You're going to be writing songs whether you record them or not. It's just a matter of, is this something that I want to record? Is this something I want to put out? Trilogy, I always love the Black Araya albums from you. And kind of curious if there is maybe a three ever in the works. You want to complete that trilogy or is it meant to just be those two albums? Um, No, you know, I started working on one and then I started changing the idea for it and then one of the songs ended up in the Veronica movie for the Drukia segment and um, you know so we'll see I mean it's stuff I love is so it, uh, is it Raya or is it Aria like that it's the only way you ever got me to listen to classic music is through the Black oh, Araya. Yeah, no, there's a lot of really classical music is just like, you know, metal right, or Kim. rock or whatever. There's great bands and there's terrible bands. Right. It's the same thing. There's great classical music and there's terrible. And there's also like, what do you like? You know, some people like Wagner, some people like Chopin. I like Wagner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the dark side. I like Wagner too. Yeah. 
so, you know, it, it's all really what you like, too. You know, some people like metal, some people like pop. I like metal. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate those Black Araya albums did turn me on to Wagner and some of the, that classical music, which I always felt like, oh, that's grandpa's music, not my music. But you kind of opened up that world for me and said, oh, no, this is just as relevant as it was back then as it is today. And there's so much that it does have in common with. Okay, so we have some answers here. I just can't. This thing. Uh, I think I've heard him say Aria. Yeah, it's Aria. 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 That's like someone said, like, initium was like in initim. <laughs> it was like it, it was like in a initim, someone who was interviewing. Uh, I forget who, but I just thought I was like initim. Pretty sure it's initium, although I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Listen. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've heard Steve Zing say a bunch of times, call it initium. Um, I'm pretty sure Glenn has, call, Glenn has called it initium a lot of times. Aria. I think of it as Aria. Aria. He didn't even bother correcting. <laughs> it's the same thing. By the way, really funny. So there's like a, a, a much bigger channel called rock and roll stories that like, they like quoted one of my uh, interviews with, um, with Damien, uh, Pete Marshall. And um, of course they spelt my name wrong, which annoyed the crap out of me. Um, at least they could have spelt it a little bit, right. Just so would direct people to my channel. Uh, but what's funny is in the comments of that thing is just like everybody, everybody feels that they're just like, that's not how you say Sam Hain. That's not how you say it. like over and over again. Like there's like a thousand comments there and it's just all, that's not how you say Sam Hain. It's really funny. Metal. Like you said, yeah, well, actually, I know that Ozzy used to start his concerts with Carl uh, Orff's Carmina Burana. Yeah, and you always start yours with Overture of the Rebel Angels, and I hope that's going to still continue, right? We, for a while there, we would do whatever the intro track was for a Danzig record, uh, and then we've gone back to the Overture of the Rebel Angels, yeah. Good, good. That's the way I feel it needs to be. Talking music and... Uh, Certainly want to touch upon the Misfits and great to see that reunion happen. And, you know, I had kind of always heard that uh, Dave Lombardo was your pick for the uh, Skinsman in that band and kind of curious how you knew he was going to be the perfect guy for that gig. Well, I've known Dave for a long time since back in the day. So, any- right, because Danzig had done shows with Slayer, uh, they were both signed by Rick Rubin. So they, they had, he, he went way back with them. And it's not letting me highlight these comments. I see uh, DLW says, here we go. You know, if he doesn't put out anything new and he doesn't reunite the band, I just want him to tour South America. It's been 10 years since those gigs got canceled. That's right. As we've recently learned on our Christmas episode, did not know that DLW is down in South America. I really did not know. Uh, where did you, you said you were in Argentina? Uh, forgive me, forgive me. I'm trying to remember. I think you said it was in Argentina, dude. I hope they go down there too, man. I I really want that for you, Dave. I want you to to see Danzig. I know it will make you a very happy guy. So I hope you get your wish, man. Truly, I do. A great guy, but more importantly, he's an incredible drummer. <laughs> so you get 
you know, best of both worlds. He's a really nice guy, and he's an incredible drummer. So as soon as uh, Jerry and I figured out we were going to do this, I said, I got the perfect drummer, and he's a really nice guy. <laughs> did you make, did you make the phone call to really um, taking a shining to Dave Lombardo as well? Do them yourself, or does managers and stuff like that? Yeah, no, involved? no, no. I, yeah, Dave's, Dave's, Dave's a nice guy, and um, uh, just incredible drummer. I mean, you know, well, you know. Yeah. I saw him yeah, a, some a week or two ago. Now he's in Testament, playing with Testament yeah. now. Yeah, he's in Testament now. So uh, I know he was playing in Suicidal for a while. Yeah. I don't know if he's still doing that, but because um, now he's doing the Testament gig. But Right, you know, he pulled double. No, he didn't yeah. pull double duty you know, because he was playing with the Misfits and uh, Brandon, whatever, uh, Doyle's drummer, that kid, the, the hot shot whiz kid who was also in uh, Greg Ginn's version of Black Flag, he played for... Uh, uh, St. When they opened for the band, I think. Um. Yeah, that's okay. Talk about a trip. Talk about a trip. Um, runners. Runner has mentioned that the original Misfits, the original Misfits shows started six years ago. Glenn has been back in the band longer than Graves' tenure in Jerry's Misfits. Time goes by too fast. It is really, really, really surreal. That is surreal, man. That is truly surreal. How lucky we are to have. We waited and we waited and we waited. Um. Uh, DLW, have you ever had the opportunity to see uh, Danzig? Oh, he said uh, you got to see them live twice. Or you got to see Kiss twice. Man, yeah, I hope that happens for you. I really do. I truly, really, really do. And just to put a button on the Misfits, is there any more meat on that bone? Any more desire to do any of those shows? Or is that kind of done any and in the rear view on mirror? That bone? Um, we'll see. If uh, someone comes and makes us an offer and everybody's available to do it, then, you know, maybe we'll do it. We'll see. All right. Fingers crossed for that. Last thing I wanted to hit you with, Glenn, is just a little movie talk, and you had kind of touched on it. Death Rider and the House of Vampires came out in August, or we working on a part two for that, or another script, or another movie? Kind of what's what's up next for you? Yeah, so currently I'm writing four scripts. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so Vampire's proud. Vengeance uh, is the Death Rider sequel. That's almost done. Then I'm writing a werewolf biker movie, like one percenter <laughs> werewolf bikers outlaw. Bikers. He has to. He has to be in it, man. Um, he has to play like one of the I've bikers. Then I've got a martial arts uh, movie I've been working on for a while with a knife fighting assassin, and then uh, the Veronica sequel. And are you oh, going to continue to to star in them too? Do you like starring and directing and writing and doing everything? Is it like making well, an know, album? Yeah, the only one I did a little role in was uh, the Death Rider. I really wonder if they get like a scripted amount of questions to ask him and he gives the same answers. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably, um, obviously, in the Death Rider movie, Bad Bathory comes back. Um, But um, I don't think in the other ones I'll be making an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Hard enough to just direct it, I would imagine. It's a lot of work doing it's a the movie. Same, it's literally the same thing we just read. We like could have just listened to Everybody this. comes to the director when but there's a problem. But then we couldn't have you know, done the yeah, show. You know, and there's always a million problems on a movie. It's like, <laughs> you know, you don't even know. It's just like, wow. You come home exhausted. Just like, wow. Uh, I have could to this say, have been transcribed? 
like the actors, all the people and the crew and everything on the movie, everyone puts a lot of work into doing that. It's not easy. It's it's tough. <laughs> Is making an, a movie, but making an album to shame as far as difficulty, way more difficult to make a movie, I imagine. It's way more difficult to make a movie, yeah. Beautiful, man. Oh, Thank I you so really much imagine. for the time, and, and can't wait to hear you playing Lucifuge on uh, May 7th. Really appreciate right, the come, time, Glenn. Yeah, come back and say hi. I would love We're to. There. Great. All right. Thank you so you much. Have a great day. Backstage. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. And that's it. So there you have it, guys. There you have it. I mean, it's a stupid question that Loudwire asks. Should he make movies? Of course he should. If he has the money, you know, if he has the money to spend or if he can raise the money, he should put more art into the world. And, you know, it's definitely something for me to look forward to. Um, I had a lot of enjoyment watching both of his films. Um, quite a bit of enjoyment would be the best way to put it. They were enjoyable. <laughs> uh, Rue Morg says smash and smash like and subscribe from us. That's right. From us. From- <laughs> Sorry, that was really stupid. Uh, no. Yeah, he is right. You should subscribe to the channel if you have not. Um, Like I said, I have just like, remember when I was telling you about that Sunday and I was like, wish me luck and like, um, you know, and it turned out to be leaving. Um, Let's just hope that next week everything goes according to plan. That's all I'm going to say about that. Got me? Do you got me? Do you understand? All right. It's uh, 11. It's Saturday night. I'm going to take the rest of the night off. Guys, have a great evening. Enjoy yourselves. Rest. Um, And I don't know if there'll be a show tomorrow. Maybe there will be. We'll see. We'll see. I've got a good streak going. uh, Four or five days in a row, I guess, maybe. Um, But, yeah. Um, Last thing I'm going to say is check out the patreon we have a patreon here um thank you rumorg rumorg is uh, a patreon member appreciate his support we also have youtube memberships the same thing as the patreon uh same sort of thing maybe you prefer to be on youtube versus the patreon um i'm a little bit more active on the patreon side of things um but both are available check them out um as always we say peace and hair grease i don't know why i just started saying it one day and it stuck and we've been saying it ever since and we'll let this little video take you out tell you a little bit about the patreon hey guys what's going on it's jeff so i've decided to make a patreon what is patreon i don't know how to define a patreon let me look it up patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. (laughs) 
So right now, I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers, and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.